the point after show. He's going savage. Run for your life. And that was a disgraceful performance in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave him the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, playoffs? What are talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. The Point After Show. What can you do? I mean, there's nothing you can do. You can't do anything. There's nothing. We can't do We couldn't throw. We throw an interception. It's just... The Point After Show. The best goddamn fantasy football show in the world. Ready? Let's go. Hey, yo! Welcome, fantasy football fans. Thanks for tuning in to The Point After Show, a podcast where we talk all things fantasy player analysis, fantasy rankings, fantasy projections, and even fantasies about your mama, but only if we have enough time. I'm your host with the most projected points, Eddie Scarupa. I'm joined alongside by the stars of the Point After Show, blogger, analyst, a fantasy football juggernaut, coined the nickname The Advantage solely by himself, Polly Bag of Walnuts Lipko, Paul's brother, and fantasy's most valuable shit talker for eight consecutive years in a row, the godfather of the six-point teaser bet in one of Paul's kids, Tom Lipko, the producer, the creative mind and voice behind the Fun After Show, Joe Cavi Cavston. Welcome, listeners, to the first ever episode of the Point After Show. This is awesome, guys. I'm anxious. I'm excited. What are you guys? Uh, what Thanks are you guys for doing? having us, Ed. Thanks for having us. Oh, they're not having us. This is this is our show, guys. This is exciting, guys. I gotta be honest. That could have been the longest intro I've ever heard in my life. But it was phenomenal. Great job, man. All right, thank you. That's only because he made fun of the advantage. I'm just glad Paul put the word the in front of his name. <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, let's jump right into this. We have a jam-packed episode. Uh, a lot of fantasy football to talk. Um, sweating like Willis and the Gay. He had a fraternity test right now. Get ready for cash him. Trash him. Or trash him. Lots of questions, Mark, when it comes to fantasy football and fantasy players. There's a short list of players I want to ask Paul and Tom, get their opinions, whether they would stash, trash them, get rid of them, drop them, maybe, or cash them in straight up for a trade. Talk about uh, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz. I could start to you. Um, for me, Carson Wentz is a must-have right now. I really, really, I really, really like Carson Wentz. Uh, he's got a nice schedule coming up um, after his bye. Obviously, having an early bye is always a help. If you have Carson Wentz right now, I'm stashing him and probably actually playing him the most times. If you're stashing him, you're desperate, all right? Carson Wentz could be sitting on the waiver wire right now. I don't think too many people want him. Listen, he's got Detroit, Washington, and Minnesota coming up. You see what Minnesota's defense has been doing the last couple weeks. Uh, definitely don't even worry about him. You know, Detroit's him. got the worst pass defense to fantasy quarterbacks, right? Yeah. It's okay. I, so I still that's a good run for next week. As a matter of fact, he, in my opinion, is a. Um, you actually might hear his name pop up again. again. The receivers don't don't do anything there. You have Jordan Matthews. So what would you do with pretty him? Pretty slow. If you if you had him on your team, that's the question. What would you do with him? I would I, I would I would drop him. I would, so you, you would just you would just trash, trash him. him. You sure. just trash yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. 
So if I were to he would be my starter for sure. If I were to tell the listeners, if I were to tell the listeners who your starters are, five week guy that happens once a week out of every seven weeks. I don't know. I'm stashing them because if you you gotta have a backup quarterback. Your quarterback goes down. Bye weeks. If you're sitting on somebody like an Alex Smith or you know just somebody else that's not doing much for you this year, Carson Wentz is a definite upgrade, and he's available in a lot of leagues. Yeah, so you go I think out there you pick him up, you stream him. I don't think you you're gonna get any cash from him. I don't think anybody's trading for him unless you have some diehard Eagles fans. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. He's gonna right. come back to life. Okay, so just remember that he's not gonna be a stud all year. Let's go on to the, the running back situation in Kansas City. Jamal Charles, everyone's talking. He might play, he might not play. Week after week, it's been going on for a couple weeks now. Spencer Ware has been their lead back. He's been doing a great job. I know he had a fumble this week, but I mean, even when um, Jamal Charles does come back, I think it's going to be a slow progression if he gets his job back. I mean, I'm sure they'll give him the Jamal chance. Jamal Charles is back, baby. Well, he said he's 100% healthy after this week. I know they said they were going to ease him in, but I think after, you know, when Spencer Ware's fumble this week, He's been having some injury problems here and there weekly. I think they're going to definitely rush Jamal Charles back. He's going to be a stud if he stays healthy, I'm telling you. Take him, take him, take him. Spencer Ware is an RB. You know what? I take that back. He's a flex player at best from here on out. So you're trashing him? Spencer Ware? That was the question. Stash him. If I have Jamal Charles, I'm playing If I have Spencer Ware, I'm Spencer Ware, he's stashed. I'm with you. I stashed Spencer Ware simply because you hope that you have the Jamal Charles. But uh, he's not going to be cashable at this point. You're not going to trade him. I think you waited an extra week too long. Could have probably traded him better last week. I definitely don't trash him. I would stash him and then hope if I either have Jamal Charles or I'm going to try and make a trade to get Jamal Charles. Yeah, I'm cashing Spencer Ware. Trashing Jamal Charles because he's old, he's hurt. When he comes back, he's not going to do anything. If you can find somebody like Tommy that'll take him in a trade, get rid of him. Jamal Charles is your man in Kansas City from here on out. You have Spencer Ware. Stash him just in case injury. Former quarterback Terrell Pryor. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm huge on Terrell Pryor. As a matter of fact, I picked him up last week in the free agent market. Another touchdown this week. He only had 48 yards through the air. He didn't get any snaps from quarterback, which I was kind of hoping for. Looks like Kessler's kind of coming into his own as a quarterback. But um, Terrell Pryor is separating himself as a number one receiver on that team. You're not getting Josh Gordon back. Tommy's dismay. And, and Corey Coleman's not coming back Everybody for a while. Hates. So you're stashing him? I'm I'm absolutely I'm 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 rolling him quite honestly I'm stashing him um I'm, I'm I might even try to cash him right now he's he's people are looking for a name and I would Pryor's definitely cash him. him right now Prior you know people are talking about him we're talking about him you have all your big news outlets talking about him so he's definitely cashing in Cha Ching definitely trade him away get what you can try to get a W two I try to roll him up try and roll him up with another with a running back and see if he can get a, a an elite wide receiver out of it right now yeah I'd, I'd cash him too i wrote a blog about this over on our website the only thing is that terrell Pryor's history makes me really nervous he's a big disappointment guy but for right now he's proven everybody wrong and uh get the maximum value you can for him now maybe you can get like a Pryor and uh jamal charles caddy and get maybe like an Allen robinson for that it's possible let's talk about eddie lacy what would you do uh, stash him. Do we need to ask Cappy this? Whatever I, whatever I need to do. <laughs> Finger him. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Cappy's, uh, Cappy's, Cappy's short, Cappy's short, stash, short of that. Cappy's short of that. Stashing him in his, he's stashing him in the front compartment of his boxers is what Cappy's doing. Just be careful. He eats a lot. 
Here's my thing. I, 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 I'm going to be on Team Cavi, I guess, on this one. I don't know if it's just because we're Notre Dame fans together, but I'm going with Cavi on this one. I think Eddie Lacy's going to be a beast from here on out. He's only losing a couple pounds here and there because he's actually going to practice every single week. Eddie Lacy, pick him up, trade for him. I would definitely try to definitely get him on your team at this point of the year. I think he's just going to get better. I'd stash him simply because I don't disagree that he does seem to get better as the season goes on, but I'm stashing him really for the hope that maybe he has a game or two that gets some um, some people talking and you can get rid of fat ass. Eddie Lacy's never had a warm weather 100-yard game until this year. He had it. He's a November guy. You need him at the tail end. Hold on to him as much as you can. All right, if you have any more players that you might ask us if we wanted to stash cash or trash, uh, you can always tweet us at the point after show. You can also email us at the point after show at gmail.com. Or any other social media. Just ask us questions, we'll answer you. Are you ready for the master trader? Yes, that's right. I said the master trader. Master trader. In this segment, we, we're going to talk about fantasy trades that could either make or break your season. Who would you want to get? Who would you give up? Yeah, so we're just going to kind of reach into the uh, to the email and Twitter uh, fan base, and we're going to see what some of these guys have. On our Twitter page, we have at Dewey586. T, what do you think about this trade? He's looking to uh, – he got offered to give up LeGarrette Blunt, and he would get Jordan Reed in return. What do you think about that? Oh, give up LeGarrette Blunt. We have a little piece on our web page right now. LeGarrette Blunt with Tom Brady coming back, he's definitely – I would definitely take that trade for sure. Get Jordan Reed if you can. He's catching balls every single week, getting yards every single week, finally getting the end zone this week. Definitely go with that. If you could get Jordan Reed for LeGarrette Blunt, that's what I go with. Yeah, I kind of I agree with you. I, I like Reed here. Uh, he's a target machine. The only thing I would be uh, skeptic about is running backs right now are, are very, very scarce. Injuries everywhere. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt, you kind of know what you're getting out of him as far as a, he's the stud running back there. I get it. Brady's coming back but they still grind with Belichick. Uh, I do like Reed, though. I agree. I would definitely probably see if I could sniff a little something more out for that, too. Hype up what LeGarrette Blunt's been doing this season, get Jordan Reed, and maybe a low-end RB2. But, yeah, definitely like You could look trade. for a Terrence Wentz West to get thrown in there or something like that. Terrence West, Theo Riddick, they have him. I got to be honest. I really got thrown out there by sniffing. Did you say you were going to sniff out something? I always try to sniff it out. Oh, wow. So I'm going to disagree with both of you. I would take Blunt. and Obvious. I And I, I'll tell you exactly why. Brady's going to come back. The offense is getting more balanced. And he's going to get just as many carries. Um, and You have gonna... to sell that, Joe, because uh, you just got LeGarrette Blunt in a trade this Who's week. Who's Joe? And I, and I made out like a bandit on that trade. Cabby the producer. If we go back, the players that I got scored 140 points this week. The players that you got scored 20. All right, let's just keep moving here. We got some more guys to cover here. So uh, another Twitter uh, to us at at uh, Nardis91. He asks, hey, would you guys uh, would you guys be willing if I gave up Gordon, Melvin Gordon for Eddie Lacy straight up? Cavi, you don't even have to answer this question. I know you have a raging one for Lacy. Tommy, how about you? What do you think here? The answer is I yes. wouldn't trade up Melvin Gordon this year. I know in the past – couple years he's been giving you uh heartaches every week but this year he's been a beast i wouldn't give him up touchdown machine for sure not getting a ton of yards but realistically all your points in fantasy come from touchdown. i have absolutely no reason to give up melvin gordon for taking up spacey lacy guy is absolutely he, he looks like he's running Cabin in mud disorder him a pizza. oh he looks like he's running in mud every single day and and let's be honest the um the, then, uh, Green Bay has zero identity right now on offense. I'm I'm big on Melvin Gordon. I think again he's the uh, he's the touchdown master this year, completely making up for that. I love stick Melvin with Gordon. stick with Melvin Gordon. Eddie Lacy doesn't come alive, so it gets cold out because he's too fat. <laughs> he's gonna do it for you. 
Defense doesn't win championships. Eddie Lacy does. Paul proved that when he traded me him last year, and I won the championship with him. All right, let's let's just keep moving, guys. Uh, Cabby will go on for days about his love fest with Lacy. Uh, Brian from Connecticut sends us an email, and he asks, "Hey guys, would you give up Emmanuel Sanders and Melvin Gordon for Antonio Brown?" My answer quickly, no. I would not give up Antonio Brown if somebody offered me three players, let alone the two that you're. I paid getting. fifty bucks for him. Well, I'm not is gonna is he getting Antonio Brown, and who proposed this trade? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, Listen, something. If you're going to be able to get Antonio Brown in that trade for Emmanuel Sanders and Melvin Gordon, take it. Every single day of the week, don't even think about it. Press click before. No, they he's actually he's actually has Antonio Brown. He says that he he has. I'm sorry, he has uh, Big Ben, and he also has Le'Veon Bell. His worry is Week Eight. My thoughts are this: You have those three guys on your starting roster. Who cares? Take the loss in Week 8 and win the other 12 games. Steelers put up points exactly. every week. Everybody on that team gets that. Do not get rid of Antonio Brown. If you're thinking of giving away Antonio Brown this year, then just quit your fantasy football league and don't play anymore. You're good, Brian. Keep what you got, bud. All right, we'll move on to uh, Brandon out of Fort Worth. Brandon says, hey, uh, I got offered to give up Ryan Matthews and Julian Edelman uh, for Gronk. Um, me, personally, I think we have some different opinions on this we'll talk about, but I would... Go for that. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan. Gronk is the number one tight end in his position. I know he's struggling right now through some injuries. They have, don't have Brady back yet. But it's only going to get better as the season goes on. Gronk is the premier tight end. He always gets you the points. Ryan Matthews at this point, is in, I, he might not even be the starter there. Um, Julian Edelman would be okay as a pickup, but I'm still I'm a big fan of Gronk. I take Gronk over Edelman. That's pretty much the trade, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, this one could go either way. Who knows how serious Gronk's uh, health really is right now? You'd have Bill Belichick as a coach. He doesn't give away many secrets. So is is he really shaky right now? Is he gonna start? Uh, the, the fact that he played 15, 16 snaps this past week, he he's got to be 15, 16 else. snaps out of how many? Yeah, Gronk will be fine. Gronk is I I'm a believer in Gronk and quite honestly I, as much as I think Edelman's Edelman's gonna get a lift with Brady coming back. If you're PPR, Gronk is a, I think you go with Edelman. Uh, he gets a lot of catches. Gronk's your touchdown machine. And then, you know what Brady? But back. look at Martellus Bennett now sniffing up some exactly. of that. Exactly. I don't think I don't think Gronk's what he was in years past. Martellus Bennett's gonna cut into his points. Edelman, so many receivers in that team right now that are just gonna cut into his points. I traded Gronk away for Eddie Lacy. Heads up, I'm fine with it all day. All right, Brandon, you got it here. Uh, we uh, Half of us are with Gronk. Half of us are with the uh, Ryan uh, Matthews Edelman. Um, let's keep going. So we have our last one here uh, came as an email. We have Scooter from Houston. Scooter uh, asks, hey, would you guys give up Ryan Matthews for Tyler Eifert? Uh, yeah, I would give up a hurt. I would give up Ryan Matthews to get a hurt tight end. Quite honestly, I know that sounds ridiculous, but Tyler Eifert is a stud. He'll be back in two weeks. And within two weeks, Ryan Matthews probably will not be heard of. Yeah, I, I, I disagree with that. Tyler Eifert, eh, he catches some touchdowns here and there, but I think he's facing this long uh, stand with an injury here, hasn't played in a while. I definitely think he struggles coming back. Uh, you know, the first two, three weeks, he maybe gets five, six targets a game, if that. So, you know what? Keep Ryan Matthews, take the gamble. It all depends what you have. If you have another quality tight end, you know, like a – Pick up a Henry right now off the waiver wire and start him and maybe keep Ryan Matthews on your bench until he comes around again. You know, Darren Sproles injury away from. Uh, so let me Ryan ask you this question. Let me ask you this question, T. So you're willing to, to, to pass on a elite tight end. 
hurt or not? He's elite. Hurt right, or not? Hurt or not? Right hurt now? Not. Okay, that's so the, he the will be back. He's he will be back within the next week or two. You're gonna get oh, an, you know you're that? gonna get an elite tight end. Read the reports. You're gonna get an elite tight end, right? So if I came to you and said I'm willing to give you Barner or I'm willing to give you Smallwood for Tyler Eifert, would you take that? Would you take if if I were willing to give you if you would if you're going to give me Tyler Eifert and all I was going to give you was, was was Smallwood, would you take that? How many fantasy points did Tyler Eifert get? It doesn't matter. How many? Well, Ryan Matthews. What has he done in the last two weeks? Ryan Matthews has been struggling. They have they, running back by committee. Smallwood uh, is their guy there going forward. I'll tell you right now. And 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 Barner's out. I, so. think, I think I think Matthews, Matthews has in the dog fantasy upside. Take Eifert. Scooter, you heard it from Paul. Take Eifert. No, here, here's the deal. Cons, Tyler Eifert is made of glass. Another con, he's a tight end on an Ohio team. Pros, he's a Notre Dame guy. Notre Dame. Take Eifert. Ouch. Damn. Golly. That hurt. Help. I've fallen and I can't get up. You might want to check out the waiver wire. Now we're talking injuries. Every week there are big names getting injured. Before it was no different. A string of quarterbacks: Cam Newton, Carson Palmer, Trevor Simeon, and then you know we got Des Bryant too. I think Cam Newton being in uh, concussion protocol is obviously never a good sign, but it's obviously only it's only Tuesday, so uh, he does get an extra day of rest this week since they have the they have a Monday night game. That's good news for him. Carson Palmer is the one that's actually probably the one that's not in a good way concussion he's on a short week anybody that's in con- uh, concussion protocol is definitely something to uh, worry about you gotta also if you're doing fantasy also gotta worry about you know david johnson's catching balls out of the backfield gets a lot of points there you gotta worry about all your receivers like cavi said earlier the notre dame fans in the world with Michael Floyd. That's what the receivers something to worry about. Well, I can tell you one thing I wouldn't be worried about is uh, David Johnson. I think if Carson Palmer's out, he gets even more work. Chris Johnson's out also at this point. Uh, if you guys watch yeah, the game, gonna, he went, they'll feed David Johnson for sure. Right. I think his I think his value is going to go up even more. Okay. But once Chris once, Johnson's not what taking do defenses do once you have a quarterback there? Defenses stack the box and attack the rusher. That's what they do. So I think David Johnson's fantasy value actually gets impacted a, a ton in this. I think it does too. I think it goes up. You think it goes up? Yep. And how is that going to happen? Because he catches the ball like he doesn't just he doesn't just again. Run. But He's now a you have a, you have your backup quarterback. So who's their backup? You tell me. I don't know. Then why would you ask that? Couple more quick injuries we have. Uh, Jared Cook is out of Week Five already with an ankle injury, so that looks good for Richard Rodgers. Kevin White is out with an ankle. He's getting an MRI. Results are not made public yet. And then the last two that I have is uh, Doug Martin with his hamstring still out, likely to sit through their bye week, and uh, Dante Moncrief with the shoulder. He's week to week. Yeah, but even if you, uh, you know, Dante Moncrief, everybody was talking this whole Philip Dorsett coming here, and he's going to be a big fantasy pickup. But what what has he done? He, he's getting mm, five or so targets, three this week, with one catch, 64 yards, and a touchdown. I, I I think he's a flyer. I don't even know if you could start him at, at this point, even on a flex. I guess if you're desperate for a bye week uh, sub, then put him in. Are you ready to hear Paul and Tom talk for a really fucking long time? Good. Here comes the rap and recap. Hint. I have a secret for you. It's not that rapid. That's all. Uh, <laughs> Let's let's go into uh, the week four re- <laughs> rapid recap. Um, let's discuss uh, yesterday's uh, Sunday's games. Um, let's discuss uh, big time fantasy scores. Some personal insight from uh, our experts here. I'm gonna go back and forth between Paul and Tom. Ask them about yesterday. Ask them about yesterday's games. Uh, focusing on fantasy relevance and maybe what we might be able to expect uh, going forward. 
So, Paul, um, you have the Thursday night game, uh, Bengals and Dolphins. What, do you, what, what is your intake? Yeah, um, not a lot of fantasy options here. Uh, we talked about this. Uh, we had a little a little spot on Instagram. Um, not a ton of fantasy action unless you're an A.J. Green owner. Huge night for A.J. Green. Ten catches, 173 yards, and a touchdown. Everybody's doing cartwheels if you have them on your team this week. Uh, my surprise probably of the day was Jeremy Hill. He only uh, mustered up 71 yards, but the fact that he got 21 carries is good news. Uh, if you're a Giovanni Bernard owner, you're probably not happy about that. He's out-touching him dramatically right now. So uh, looking good for Jeremy Hill owners. Uh, from the Dolphins side, just uh, uh, trade away everybody that's on that team and play the uh, Cincinnati's defense. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, play stream every defense that plays Miami going forward until they get Arian Foster back. What do you think, T? I don't want to really say trade away everybody from the Dolphins. Look at Jarvis Landry. He is number two in the league in targets at 45. Uh, I definitely keep him on my team and somebody I would play every single week, no matter the matchup, because he's getting his targets, he's getting his catches, he's getting his yards. So I don't understand where you're coming from with that sense. Yeah, I guess Jarvis Landry's all right. PPR league's solid start. But, again, he's never in the end zone. Um, I said it last week. He'll catch his little seven, eight-yard slants. 8, 9, 10 at a clip, but if you're not in a PPR league, there's no real value. I'll always take a guy that's going to get me 110 catches, uh, 1,500 yards, and 7 touchdowns in a season as a number 2 receiver, even a number 1 receiver. All right, guys, uh, thanks thanks for your input for the dolphin Bengals game from Thursday night. We're going to go uh, talk to Tommy now about the Colts-Jags game uh, from over across seas, over in London. Uh, Tom, what do you have to say? So it was a tough game uh, over in London, 9.30 in the morning. So, you know, you throw off their little uh, time frame in their head. Uh, Andrew Luck, he's going to put up his numbers every week. Don't be scared. Uh, I know he's been struggling a little bit lately. It looks like the offensive line might have some problems. The Jaguars D had six sacks on him this week. Um, but someone that really surprised me so far this year, I thought he was over the hill, Frank Gore. Play this guy every week. Frank Gore has uh, four easy matchups coming up with the Bears. They're the number 26 defense and a rush defense. You got Houston, Tennessee, Kansas City. You saw what Le'Veon Bell did in his first game back. Definitely go with Frank Gore coming up. I think he's going to put up 10, 15 fantasy points every week. And, you know, most people draft him as an RB2. Uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, Blake Bortle, he uh, another big solid week, two passing TDs and another rush TD. Uh you got to play him every week. They're on a bye next week, so definitely look to stream another quarterback unless you were a smart and drafted one. Uh, Allen Robinson, he's going to do what Allen Robinson does every week, either put up a lot of yards and a number of catches and touchdowns. Uh, so what do you think, Paul? Um, i got to be honest. I'm not a big fan of either of those quarterbacks. Uh, I feel like they're both uh, just buster city this year so far. Uh, Andrew Luck drafted pretty early for most people. Um, I'm a little worried about him. Bortles, I think he was drafted late with the intent of being a quarterback one. He hasn't really put up any numbers that makes me feel that way. 207 yards passing, two touchdowns. Yeah, he had one by foot, but you're not going to expect that every week. Um, I will say this. He is um, he is up there for a lot of yards when he throws the ball. This wasn't one of those weeks, but the, uh, you know, the wide receivers definitely catch a lot of balls there. All right. Uh, let's, let's go to the next game. Uh, this, Paul, this one's on you. Uh, Texans-Titans. Yeah, Texans-Titans, 27-20, um, Titans uh, ended up losing this thing. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of movement again from a, from a fantasy value, uh, unless you had DeMarco Murray on your team. DeMarco Murray, 95 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. 
Also caught two passes for 24. Never go wrong with that for a fantasy uh, running back. Quite honestly, right now, I feel like DeMarco Murray could quite honestly be an RB, the, the, the best running back right now fantasy-wise. Um, he's going completely under the radar, but the guy just gets carried after carry after carry. Um, Will Fuller on the other end just went straight beast mode, as always. D-hop, little to no action. What do you think, T? Uh, I, I agree with Will Fuller, seven catches, 81 yards. He's going to put up the numbers here and there. You know, Brock Osweiler's definitely coming around as quarterback. I think as the season progresses, he's going to get better and better. But, um, you know, enough with that game. The next game I want to talk about is real Browns quick, and the Skins. Real, real quick, as a guy who fancies drafting Notre Dame players, Will Fuller, if that's your strategy, Will Fuller's the guy to go with. Well, that's some people's strategy, especially after they, uh, you know, are falling over outside uh, on draft day. It's a normal party day for the guys and gals to come out for draft. So yeah, yeah I, I, we can't I second, really go after you at that. One. I second that caveat. Uh, the fact that it was the best draft pick that you don't remember was phenomenal. <laughs> so I'm gonna move on to the Brown, the Browns and the Skins game. Uh, you know, Terrell Pryor, he's out there getting his catches every week. But uh, my big guy, and I, I drafted him this year, and a lot of people gave me a lot of flack for it. Isaiah Crowell. People thought Duke Johnson was the man, but Crowell is coming through. Everybody's still talking smack on him that, oh, oh he's a big one-run uh, guy per game. But what he does is he still puts up numbers every single week. This week, another 15 carries, 112 yards, and a touchdown. I think this is the week to actually trade him. I have him on my team. I'm going to push out to get rid of the guy. But uh, he's got some tough defenses coming up in you know, he plays the AFC North every week. The Steelers are fifth-ranked uh, defense when it comes to run. Ravens, sixth. Cincy, number 14. What do you think about this game? Uh, I actually disagree. I think the exact opposite when it comes to Crowell. I believe you actually go out and get him. Trade for Crowell right now. People still know and understand he's on the Browns. They're not really big on him. Crowell is a beast. 15 carries, 112 yards, and a touchdown. He catches out of the backfield. Duke Johnson had a big fumble this week, kind of uh, put him in the doghouse a little bit. The other side of the ball, though, I'll tell you right now, Matt Jones looked very impressive. 22 carries, 117 yards, and a touchdown. Both running backs look solid. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And you can't forget about my boy, fourth-round pick Jordan Reed. Finally gets in the end zone, puts up two TDs, 73 yards on 10 targets, nine catches. Always go with Jordan Reed. Agreed. Uh, no, absolutely. Right. I totally agree. Reed is a target machine. We like that. But he's made of glass. He is very injury prone. I have to give, I have to give Doug Cavi that. I wouldn't be worried about him. I wouldn't be worried about him. He's a big fella. He could take a shot. You know, he's definitely going to get shots, but definitely go with him. Yeah, he could take a shot. That's been proven for the last three years. All right, <coughs> let's let's go on to the uh, Seahawks Jets. Paul, this is this one's on you. Seahawks Jets. Uh, Russell Wilson looking all Russell Wilson esque. He uh, exactly what you expected. I think he was probably what the third Talking quarterback. Talking about glass so far. Third quarterback off the board. This guy plays through every injury. I don't know what you're talking about. How many games has he sat in since he's been a starter in the NFL? He plays through injury. He's the third quarterback off the board this year in most fantasy drafts, and he's not letting you down. 309 yards this week, three touchdowns. Again, no picks. He's just efficient. Um, he, he, he loves – he loves uh, – he found Jimmy Graham. Hello, Jimmy Graham sighting. Thank you for everybody that drafted Jimmy Graham. Six catches, 113 yards. Uh-huh. Other side of the ball, eh, let me talk. Other side of the ball, we got Fitzy. Guess what Fitzy did this week, guys? Turn the ball over like he does every single freaking week. Hope you don't have him on your team. Brandon Marshall still comes through with four catches, 89 yards. He's a beast. Keep him going. Forte, Buster City, though, two weeks in a row. 
So, yeah, the only things I'm going to disagree with here is you're sitting there talking about Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's putting up numbers every week, but every week going to the game, he's questionable with ankle injuries, high high leg injuries. You know, you don't know if he's going to play. So you're sitting there doubting yourself when it comes up to uh, you're wasting transactions. Uh, what, 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 what can you expect? What is he going to do for you? Questionable you know, doesn't mean anything in, in, in you have Carol's to worry dog. about that. Stuff. Carol doesn't. And talk another about thing that I want to talk about too is that you were talking about Brandon Marshall. Yeah, sure, I have him on my team, so of course I'm going to be biased in his favor. But I think you got to look at his stats. He's got 12 targets for four catches. That's that's terrible. And I don't know if the passes are just that bad by Fitzpatrick this year. Nine interceptions the last two weeks. But I definitely you got to watch Brandon Marshall going forward. He's definitely going to get, draw the attention of the defense because Eric Decker's out for how long? Who knows? He's drawn the attention for the last five years. As long as he's getting his targets, Fitzy will eventually get him Last there. five years, but he's five years older. CR ruined Russell Wilson. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to uh, the Raiders and Ravens. I'm a Raiders fan. Uh, Michael Tr- Crabtree. What a freaking day that he got. Oh, Michael Crabtree. And let me tell you what. This is the worst week in the world, people, to trade him away. And that is exactly what I did. I was to looking who? for a quarterback, and I yep, traded him to Cavi, the producer. And I regret that somewhat. I think uh, Crabtree, you know, I think his production is going to go down a little bit in the coming games. Um, but you never know. Who, who, you know, let's see what happens. He's got a couple favorable matchups coming up with San Diego next week. Kansas City, obviously you saw the Steelers light them up. Then Jacksonville, you know, they're kind of suspect in Tampa Bay. Um, but looking on the other side of the ball, I want to talk about Steve Smith Sr. He's been a beast lately. With uh, This week, he had eight catches, 11 targets, 111 yards, and a touchdown. You know, this is like one of those guys you think every year that uh, his production is going to go down based on last year's injuries or even his age. He retired once already. But this guy has been coming to life the last two weeks after he's been out, you know, a little uh, suspect the first two weeks. But I think he's going to improve. Uh, but again, he's in the AFC North, which is always a couple tough defenses in there. And he's 40. Uh, I would agree with you on both receivers. My concern is this. Uh, Amari Cooper, he is not getting the targets that uh, that Crabtree has been. Over the last two weeks, Crabtree has out-targeted him. Huge problem for Amari Cooper owners. Um, I probably I wouldn't be hitting the panic button, but I'd be worried. Uh, Terrence West on the other side of the ball finally got a chance to actually get some touches, got a running back shot. Um, was was taking it and literally he ran 21 touchdown or 21 touches 113 yards and a touchdown he didn't fumble his chance away um, you know it's Kenneth Dixon's on the on the prowl he's coming off of uh, coming off of being injured he's ready to go probably within the next week or two if if T West can hold on to the ball and he can continue being effective I think he holds on to the job so would you say it would be a good idea for uh, an Amari Cooper owner to go out and try to pick up Crabtree too. Um, I, <laughs> I'm asking the wrong person because I think that's what you have on your team right now, right? Exactly. Uh, that was directed at Tommy. <laughs> yeah. So it's worked out well for Cabby, the producer. Uh, I don't necessarily know it's going to work out for everybody right now, but I'd be, I'd be a little concerned for uh, Cooper owners, but I wouldn't be hitting the panic button yet. I'm still not worried about Cooper owners. Derek Carr, he's out there slinging. Him and Jack Del Rio are beasts together. You put those two together, they are willing to risk everything. All right, uh, let's let's move it forward to the uh, probably one of the biggest um, games in fantasy this week. Matt Ryan and Julio Jones of the Falcons and Cam Hurt Cam Newton, I should say, of the Panthers. What do you guys uh, have to say? I guess Paul, this one's on you. Start off. 
Yeah, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that I would thought that I'd be talking about a different quarterback this week. Um, but Cam Newton, uh, just he was struggling. Um, he did get you a garbage time touchdown before getting hurt. Um, he, he got bounced out of the game with a concussion. We'll talk about that later in the segment. Um, but Matty Ice, Matty Ice, 503 yards passing and four touchdowns. And um, without talking about Matty Ice, you can't talk about Julio, right? Julio, 12 catches, 300 yards, one touchdown. Talk about anybody that had Julio Jones on their team. If you lose this week, you might want to just go sit in a corner and think about life because that means the rest of your team has got to be the biggest, trashiest team ever in possible. 300 yards receiving, 12 catches and a touchdown. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin came through a little bit, 39 yards in a, in, a, in a garbage town touchdown. Greg Olson always comes through, six catches, 76 yards and a touchdown. Probably one of the best, if not the best, tight end in fantasy. Um, that's pretty much all I have. Matty Ice, that's the guy you hated year in and year out, saying he was the most overrated. And this year you're actually coming through and taking the side on things? Oh, no, no, no. no. Let me, let me, <laughs> let, let's, let's pump the brakes a second. He had one decent game. Matty Ice is still fantasy kryptonite. That I'm sorry. Guy, I think I'm, he has the most fantasy points for a quarterback in the NFL this year. That guy has never won a single person a fantasy championship. I promise you. I think this might be the year. I don't know. I him, think this is the year that he actually goes through and does it. Julio, if he stays healthy, I don't, that's one of the big factors. They got two beasts in the backfield. I think this is the year that Matt Ryan might be able to lead you to a fantasy championship. Matty Ryan, Matt Ryan and Matt Stafford, two Matts. They're like an EKG reading. They're so up Of course, the two sick. people you hate are always on my fantasy team. Always on my fantasy team, and you always have to hate me. All right, I was going to go to the Bucks broncos but let's just move forward to the uh, Lions and uh, Bears game, uh, since you mentioned Matt Stafford. And um, I don't know, what, what do you guys want to want to talk about there? Well, I'm still on the Matt Stafford thing. I mean, Matt Stafford is junk. Um, if you trade for him, you reap what you sow, and you get exactly <laughs> you got exactly what you were expect. You should have been expecting. Matty Ice is up and down. He'll he, he'll either get you six points or twenty six points. Pick your poison, uh, and it's never the weeks that you think you're going to get it out of him. He plays a lackluster Bears defense. Um, Quite honestly, he should have had a much better showing than 203 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. Who I love in this game, and we're going to talk about him in a little while, Hoyer, baby. Brian Hoyer, 302 yards, two touchdowns again. Um, I'm, 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 I'm going to talk about him in a little bit. It might be a little, uh, little streamer action. But Jordan Howard, another great game, 23 carries, 111 yards, three, touch, uh, three catches, and 21 yards. He could be the uh, the running back that if you if he's on your waiver wire, get him, get him. And again, I want to bring up Matt Stafford again. You're coming at the guy hard. This guy has been putting up solid fantasy points all the way up to this week. Even with a terrible, terrible week of 213 yards and two picks, he is still the sixth ranked fantasy quarterback this year. So talk all the smack you want. He's going to deliver under Jim Bob Cooter. Matt Stafford will succeed. All right, let's go uh, talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the uh, Denver Broncos. Um, you know, this, uh, again, uh, with, when you play in Tampa Bay, you always have to watch out for that lightning, you know, another game delay. So it could have thrown off the gameplay in the fourth quarter, but by the time the fourth quarter came, the game was already decided. Jameis Winston came out fire in the first week. This week, he sh- you know, the last couple weeks, he showed who he really was. Um, you know, Trevor Simeon getting hurt, Paxton Lynch coming in, looking solid, 170 yards and a touchdown, Demarius Thomas getting his, 
Emmanuel Sanders getting his, C.J. Anderson getting his. Everybody on the Broncos are looking pretty solid this year. And no one really thought the Broncos were going to be much of an offense this year. They thought it was going to be all defense. But, you know, uh, Mike Evans, he came through with five catches on 11 targets for 59 yards. You got to play him week in and week out. Uh, you know, you probably draft him within the top three rounds. So he's putting up numbers. There's going to be hit or miss weeks, but he's also going to put up big, 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 big weeks. Yeah, just real quick touching on this one. Uh, I was a little disappointed in the Trevor Simeon deal. I actually called him out as the stream of the week. Uh, I thought he had a great matchup against the Bucks. Obviously, you can't account for injury. Uh, instead, Paxton Lynch came in and showed Trevor Simeon um, how easy it is to pass on the Bucks defense. So uh, I was wrong, but hey, you can't account for injury. All right, let's talk about two gunslingers, Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers. Oh, what a game there. You know, I can't believe the Chargers let them blow a lead like that late, late, late in the fourth quarter. Up by 13 with about seven minutes remaining in the game. Chargers are winning at home. And Drew Brees and the Saints, led by no other than the Green Bay Packer, John Coon. But, you know, Drew Brees came out with 207 yards, two TDs, but he also had two INTs. You know, you had huge fumbles by Melvin Gordon late in the fourth quarter. Yet another fumble by Travis Benjamin in the fourth quarter. Um, this is something that's going to be big next week. Don't forget Mark Ingram on a bye and the Saints on a bye next week. The Chargers are playing the Raiders, which are the 32nd uh, ranked last in the NFL uh, pass defense. So, you know, I think uh, Phillip Rivers and the receivers there are going to have a huge, huge game. Uh, watch Melvin Gordon again with a sneaky another touchdown. He's been a touchdown machine this year. But uh, I think – the Chargers have a pretty solid game to come back next week. I think they're down and out on the team and definitely bring it back. All right, Paul, what do you have uh, to say about this game? Yeah, I was a little disappointed in Breeze's efforts. Uh, 207 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, I thought against a really, really weak Chargers defense, he was going to put up some fantasy numbers. I have him as my fantasy starting quarterback. I was severely disappointed. Rivers does what he normally does, 321, two touchdowns and a pick. Um I think Melvin Gordon had a, a pretty okay day, 36 yards on the ground, but he did scumbag in two touchdowns like he always does from the one. Melvin Gordon might be the king of the one-yard touchdown. Is any like does anybody or, else or John Kuhn? Oh yeah, or 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 Kuhn. Kuhn is the vulture. Kuhn is the vulture. And again, three know, touchdowns. He that vulture. was a crow. By the way, that was a crow, but we'll go with it. I, and again, I wouldn't get too down on Breeze. You know, he it, a lot of ha that had to do with field position. They got some turnovers. Uh, you know, deep inside San Diego territory. So, you know, they're, they're not going to have that opportunity for a lot of yardage. And also, you know, they're getting receptions down to the one-yard line. So they're not going to pass, although historically they do. They decided to run it in with the beast, John Coon. So, you know, don't get too down on Breeze. I think he's still going to bring those numbers every single week. The only thing I'd be worried about is, you know, Brandon Cooks, he's hit or miss. I had him last year. I stayed away from him this year. Hit or miss. you got to watch him every single week. Yeah, I kind of um, I'm, I'm on Ingram. Ingram had uh, 56 yards on the ground and a touchdown. He also had six catches for 49 yards. Um, he gets his numbers, like I said. Kuhn vultured a couple of his touchdowns away. He actually vultured one from Fleener too. If you watch the game, he actually stole that out of the air from Fleener in one of his catches. Um, but uh, Tyrell, uh, Tyrell Williams had a big game, 120 yards, uh, seven catches and a touchdown. I think Hunter Henry is something to talk about for a streamer. We're going to talk about him later. He's a phenomenal tight end streamer um, for the next foreseeable week or two with Gates out. 
Um, and, and honestly, guys, right now after week one, I'm, I'm down right now on Sneed, so I'm sure we'll talk about that later on in the segment too. All right, let's go on to the, the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. Um, if I was a betting man, and typically I am, um, I really love the Rams this week, and uh, I think they put up a good performance against the Cardinals um, in Arizona. Um, any any input from, uh, from so I, I just want to just jump in real quick. I think you can't really take that at face value. You know, Carson Palmer got hurt. I know he really didn't show too much going off there in the beginning, but, you know, he's hurt. Um, what do you think? I think that every single game that I covered this week has – outside of the Atlanta game, has absolutely no fantasy relevance. Uh, 17-13 Rams at the Cardinals. Um, quite honestly, I, I, Carson Palmer, in my opinion, I think he's droppable. The last couple of weeks, that's a bold statement, I know, because people have drafted him within, you know, you can't top. drop somebody with receivers like that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, there's, I think there's better quarterbacks out there right now. Um, quite honestly, Palmer, 288 yards and a touchdown and a pick. Uh, I'm not calling him Fitzy, but he's I don't know. He's I think Paul's high blood pressure is actually getting to him. What do you think, Cap? I think so. I mean, here's here's my take on it. If you have, again, a Notre Dame wide receiver like Michael Floyd to throw to, you're probably all right. Michael Floyd, the legend Larry Fitzgerald, John Brown catching 144 yards this week. Uh, you can't you can't drop Carson. David Palmer. Johnson out of the backfield catching. Yeah, he had a big fumble this week. You know, yeah, he and although he I, look a little had a little injury there at the end of the game, but uh, I think it'd be alright. Although I like him a lot better as like my my backup quarterback on my roster than putting my whole season on his shoulders. All right, let's uh let's go to the um, Cowboys 49ers game, uh, and then we'll we'll end with the the Chiefs Steelers, and we're gonna take a quick break after that, but um. Cowboys 49ers. Paul, what a kind of input do you have there? Um, Zeke. I mean, what more do you need to say about this game? Zeke's a beast. Uh, 23 carries, 138 yards, a touchdown. He had a catch, in, he had a catch for 19 yards. Um, I, I think that Zeke is the real deal. People drafted him early in, in hopes that he would show up, and I think he has. Uh, Dax Prescott, a, a, another anomaly right now. 245 yards, two touchdowns. My question about this game is this. Does Romo get his job back? No. Oh, I definitely think he gets his job back. Look at a shot. Look at a shot. Where? Somewhere else. A Dak Prescott's lights you know, out right we now. Have, if we have a Dallas Cowboys uh, like statistician over here, and Joe Mazda is sitting here hanging out, just having a good time. But, you know, he's a huge fan. <laughs> but, well, highly inappropriate. Yeah, I don't know why I called him out. I don't know why I called him out. Apologize for our listeners. Um, but I, yeah, think I think this, that I think Tony if, Romo gets his job back. My biggest question of the game, and the news coming out of this week is Des Bryant. People coming out saying he's missing team meetings, his injury, uh, you know, when he's supposed to be going to doctors and, and uh, PTs to get yeah, treatment and stuff. And stuff like that, like, yeah. like that's, that, what, what is that? That's detrimental to the team. You're putting a standard out there now. You just think you're the star receiver. You can do what you want. Yeah, disrespect the, the team. And the, I understood, but sure. But does that mean you get to disrespect everybody else in the organization by yes. not doing what they have to? He no. works for Jerry Jones. That's perfectly He gets acceptable. paid by Jerry Jones. That's what he does. He, works he gets for paid heftily. I think the problem Jerry is Jones. Jerry Jones and, and his oh, allowance sure. of yeah. such behavior. But I think next year, Romo and Dez are watching Real the quick, games on a couch next to each Real other. quick, guys. Let's not give the Cowboys any more airtime than they deserve. But let's. we do have to talk about one guy on the 49ers side. Who I thought was would play Colin pretty Kaepernick. well. 
No, not Colin Kaepernick, although he is still sitting for this segment. Uh, nine targets, <laughs> six catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown. Jeremy Curley. If Jeremy Curley is available on your waiver wire, guys, you might want to start thinking about him. We'll, Think we'll, about talk, him. we'll talk about him on the, the waiver after, uh, segment coming up. But, um, yeah, I do agree. He's he's the target that, they, that they've been looking at in, uh, in San Francisco. Uh, let's let's quickly go to our last last game uh, from Sunday. Uh, the Chiefs and Steelers. We're here with two Steelers fans, so I'm sure they'll be barking. They'll be barking about Pittsburgh. Um, so uh, after that, we're gonna take a, a quick break. But uh, let's see what time we'll have to say about it. Yeah, you know, and and I, I just want to remind you, we also have the Patriots and the Bills to talk about. You know, that was obviously big fantasy implications for nobody except for Lashawn McCoy. But it was, it was stick- so irrelevant that I. Forgot to even talk about that. So Sorry. let's get back to the Chiefs and the Steelers. No Brady, you know? no talkie. <laughs> so, you know, uh, back to the Chiefs and the Steelers. Wow. What a beatdown. We called this uh, both last night. We called the uh, Steelers big. We talked about Antonio Brown. Le'Veon Bell is back for sure. He let everybody in the Steelers organization, the fans, fantasy world, know that he is the lead back once he's there and healthy. Uh, he had 144 yards on 18 carries. He had... Uh, Another five catches on six targets for 34 yards. D'Angelo Williams, you know, he had his four carries for seven yards and a touchdown. They let him know that they still care. But, you know, the Steelers are just going to put up big numbers. Last week against the Eagles was a fluke. Chiefs on a bye next week. There really wasn't much to take away from that. You know, we have uh, Jamal Charles coming back. Hopefully he puts up big numbers after the bye week. Uh, You know, Ware, Ware had a fumble. You have West. How long is he out for? Who knows? Alex Smith ended up getting his points late in the fourth quarter with the 287 yards and two touchdowns. But, uh, you know, what do you think about this game? There's not much to think. Steelers absolutely dominated right from the start. We were – this was a – Big Ben. This was a pissed off. around from last oh, Big Ben. Talk about him for a minute. This was a pissed off game for us. 300 yards passing, five touchdowns. They probably could have took him out in the start of the second half. I'm glad they left him in. I actually had him on one of my fantasy teams. I could have taken him out after the first quarter, 22 minutes. Strong possibility. They could have taken him out after the first 12 minutes of the game. Um, I, I will talk about one guy that I think is moving heavily up the waiver wire is uh, is Sammy Coates. Sammy Ooh, Coates looked good my two man. weeks in a row, guys. Keep an eye on Sammy Coates. Yeah, on the other, him in all my leagues. On the other side of the ball, uh, like Tommy had mentioned, uh, Alex Smith got a couple garbage-time touchdowns. But that one garbage-time touchdown actually salvaged uh, – Kelsey's day with uh, 23 yards in a scumbag. Um, Jeremy Macklin, five catches, 78 yards. Jeremy Macklin being Jeremy Macklin, averaging his nine lousy points a week. Yeah, I think the Steelers dominated from the beginning. All right, and uh, since Tom wants to talk about this Pat Bills game, let's, let's talk about that. Right, the only reason I want to talk about that is, uh, you know, two reasons, actually. I have Tom Brady in two of my leagues. I drafted him late, expecting him to come back. Little PO'd after his suspension and deflate gate, which is finally put to bed. You know, the Players Association dropped their appeal today. All this right, week, enough, this week. enough union talk. Let's go. Well, sorry about that. You know, it's in my blood. But, you know, I want to talk about LaShawn McCoy real quick for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, yeah. This guy, I know he's on your team, so you're very high on him this year. But, uh, you know, he's been putting up big numbers, 16, 11, 27, and 21 fantasy points the first four weeks of the season. He has a beautiful schedule coming up with the Rams, uh, 17th-ranked defense. you got San Francisco, which is the worst rush defense in the NFL. 
followed by Miami at 29th and New England at 15th. Uh, you definitely take him. Rex Ryan loves him. He's going to get his carries. He's going to get his catches. He's going to get his fantasy points. Trust it. Here's I, I think we need to spend a couple minutes on this game because there's a lot of relevance here. One, obviously we know Brady comes back next week. That's huge. I'm sorry. Yeah, is it next week? Is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So Brady comes back next week. What does that mean for LeGarrette Blount? People are panicking on, uh, panicking on LeGarrette Blount. I did Blunt. an article about this this week, too. I know one person that actually traded LeGarrette Blount away for absolute ridiculousness. I don't disagree with – I would be a little more concerned about LeGarrette Blount after week five than the first four weeks. But I wouldn't get crazy. Um, I will say a couple people that I know that are in this game that made me uh, made me kind of second guess some things. Robert Woods, uh, with the absence of uh, Sam Watkins. of Sammy Watkins, ten targets, seven catches, eighty nine yards. I think that's going to be a trend going forward. Um, him and Marquise Goodwin are going to be looking uh, pretty good for the wide receiver court. But I do think it gives a bump to Lashawn McCoy. I think if you don't have Lashawn McCoy on your team right now, you try to go make some trades for him because he's solid. From the tight end position in, in the in the Patriots, we can't we, we we couldn't go a whole segment without talking about the Gronk. What is going on with him? Is he healthy? Is he not? Is he going to just make you think he's healthy so you play him? One catch, 11 yards. He ran 15 total plays from scrimmage. But I will tell you this: Martellus Bennett looked solid again. Five catches, 109 yards. Are we going to have another two tight end system? And I want to touch on the Legarrette Blunt thing real quick. I definitely think I definitely think that Legarrette Blunt. I just hope it doesn't end. Worry. Yeah, it doesn't end this. <laughs> end this yeah, well, yeah. I, I think Martellus uh, Bennett. That's not the really we should be joking about. You know, that's a sad story there for some people. But you know, I want to talk about the Legarrette Blunt Hernandez. situation. Uh, the Legarrette Blunt situation here. You know, I definitely think his production is going to go way, way, way down. I traded him already this past week. Um, he really didn't do too much. You know, his average wasn't that bad. But I think uh, this is when White's going to come on with Tom Brady coming back. He's going to be that receiving back, catching a lot of balls out of backfield. Julian Edelman's going to be very, very relevant again, and he might be actually taking some teams to the promised land if he stays healthy. Like you said, Hogan. You got Bennett and Gronk. You know, I think they were waiting to bring Gronk back, let him rest a little bit. They were, they were cruising there with uh, Brissett at the quarterback, so I don't think they were trying to rush anybody back from any of the injuries. So play the receivers, Tom Brady, and I think White is definitely going to come and emerge as the number one back coming out of there for fantasy value. Of course you do, because you traded away Garrett Blount for Jamal Charles. And who got that? Me. And how many fantasy points did you get this week? Seven. That's that's a great week. How many did Crabtree get here? 30. Okay, all right. Enough said. Obviously, I have some brothers to over here. One tidbit that I do want to add, I do think... And this might be a far-fetched fantasy um, speculation, but I, I think Tom Brady and Danny Amendola have a little bit of chemistry. So if you're in a deeper league and you're looking for, you know, someone gets injured on your bench and you're looking for someone to pick up, I think Danny Amendola might be uh, might be a sleeper um, coming coming the next uh, half of the season. I agree with that. Again, just remember. Injury-prone city right there. I'll touch one quick thing on this game. Um, just something to think about. It's going to be week five coming up soon. Uh, don't forget about Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis will be coming off the uh, injured reserve within the next three weeks. I know they have a bye on week nine, but uh, I would suggest over the next week or two, you kind of sneak into the waivers and uh, pick him up and just stash him because uh, I'd suggest. Especially week, if you have that IR position on your uh, fantasy league, definitely pick him up. Yeah. Stash him in there. If you have an he's IR, he should already be on your team. But if he's not, if he's sitting on your waiver, pick him up. Pick him up now. Pick him up next week. But I wouldn't wait past week six. Deion Lewis is. is 
I mean, he was, he was probably drafted in your first three rounds. Here is Paul's Cleveland Steamer segment. Wait. No, I read that wrong. It's his Streamers to Dreams segment. My bad. My bad. How you doing, guys? Uh, this is Paul coming in with the um, bye weeks uh, Dreamer to Streamer segment. So, uh, obviously, bye weeks started this past week, week four. Week five buys, we have the Saints, the Seahawks, the Jags, and the Chiefs. Those four teams make up a lot of fantasy options that are going to be sitting on the bench for you guys. Um, I'm here to talk about some guys that you could pick up as a streamer to just cover those people for the week. To cover those people for the week, you're obviously not going to drop guys like Drew Brees, Ingram, Cooks, Wilson, Baldwin. I mean, these are guys that we have to replace for the week. So um, I'm going to give you guys uh, one guy from each position and uh, see what you guys think. Um, first thing is is quarterbacks. Again, you have Brees, Wilson, um, Smith. You got Bortles. Uh, probably Brees and Wilson are guys that are on everyone's team at this point. You're not dropping them. You're going to look for a flyer this week, a streamer. Um, my pickup, Brian Hoyer, Chicago Bears quarterback. Cutler will probably at this point might not even get his job back. He's only owned in 5% of leagues. Last two games, I talked about this earlier in the show, over 300 yards passing. Both games he had two touchdowns, and both games he had zero interceptions. He's not turning the ball over. He's efficient, and he's putting up 300-plus passing yards. Again, I think he is a great play for Week 5. He's playing Indy's weak-ass secondary. Uh, he actually will go as my stream of the week quarterback, Brian Hoyer. At the running back position, I love Terrence West. Terrence West had a great, great week this week. Uh, took advantage of everything that he was offered, which was the starting job in Baltimore. He's only, he's only owned in 29%. You have guys like Ingram, Jamal Charles, and... Uh, and, and Christian Michael on bye this week. This is the guy that you want to try and make a play for. If he's on your waiver wire, pick him up. Plays Washington, not a great run defense. Last person. Next we have wide receiver Eddie Royal. Eddie Royal is my pickup for this week. Chicago's wide receiver. I talked to you guys about Brian Hoyer playing Indies D. Their secondary is young. They're hurt. They're inexperienced. Uh, Brian Royal had a Eddie Royal, I'm sorry, had a great breakout week with seven catches, 111 yards, and a touchdown. Um, with with uh, help me, who's the guy? I wasn't I'm listening to you. Chicago wide receiver. No. Well, Kevin White too. Who's the other one? Eddie Royal. No. Who's their main wide receiver? Chicago. Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. With Alshon Jeffrey dinged up. Uh, He's he's not 100%. You had Kevin White go down with an injury. He's getting his MRI done. Uh, I think Eddie Royal is a perfect pickup right now for him uh, from the waiver. Nobody's probably looking for him, and he'd be a great stream for you. Wide receivers are deep though. Um, and the last one is tight ends. Again, you have uh, you have Fleener, you have Jimmy Graham, you have Kelsey. You have a lot of good tight ends right now that are on by. You're probably not dropping them. Pick up Cameron Brake from Tampa Bay. He's only owned in 10% of leagues. Over the last two weeks, he's been targeted 18 times. Historically, if you go back, Jameis Winston loves his tight end. Even in Florida State, he loves a tight end. He's averaging 15 fantasy points over the last two weeks. Uh, and they play Carolina, which surprisingly, Carolina gives up the eighth most fantasy points uh, to tight ends. So 
If I were to give you one last one, Hunter Henry, San Diego, he's owned in 30% of leagues, so he might not be uh, available in yours, but uh, he plays the Raiders in week five. Another great pickup. Uh, again, we're just trying to replace some of these guys without dropping them. So that's my uh, dreamer to streamer segment, um, and we'll be back after this. If you made it this far, you deserve a cookie. A really good cookie. With light chocolate and stuff. But we don't have that. So, instead, here's our final take. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you didn't, that's okay. We'll try harder next time. We're getting towards the end of the podcast. Our last segment starts of the week. Who we think are going to be the highest fantasy points leaders? I'll start us off and go first. Quarterback, I feel that Aaron Rodgers is going to have a great week. Bye week this week, Sunday night at home against the Giants. Running back, Melvin Gordon. Great matchup against the Oakland Raiders. They have a shit poor defense. I think Gordon goes bananas once again. Wide receivers, no surprise here, Antonio Brown. Jets secondary is risky. It seems like Darrell Reeves is getting lit up every single week. I see uh, Antonio Brown drinking margaritas and banging cinderitas on this island. Tight end, Delaney Walker. Back from a little hammy injury. Got eight targets this week. Mariota didn't really give him the ball too much. I think he caught two passes. I think of a a turnaround week this week in Miami for Delaney Walker. Cabby, on to you. All right, real simple quarterback. I'm going to go with Ben Roethlisberger again. Coming off five touchdowns. He's in prime form. Miss of the season. I think he's your play for quarterback. Running back, I'm going with my man, Eddie Lacy. He's your guy. Jordan Matthews, he's going to have a big week against Detroit because Detroit is absolutely deplorable this year. And then, listen, this isn't going to be a favorite pick. This isn't going to be anything anybody likes. New England's coming off a down week. They got embarrassed this week. Gary Bartonage is due. Big, dumb, lanky, unflexible Gary Bartonage is going to go off two touchdowns this week. Those are my picks. Uh, due for a big week. That's what this segment's called. I'm going to go a little bit off the cuff here, guys. My starts of the week, you're probably going to be surprised by a lot of these. My quarterback, Carson Wentz. Uh, I think Carson Wentz is going to have a yet another big week, except it's going to top all the quarterbacks. Playing Detroit's defense, they're just terrible for a defense. They love giving up points to fancy quarterback. For my running back, I'm going to go with Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard is the bell cow and the stud right now for Chicago. Playing Indianapolis's defense, catches, he runs, they just, they'll run him until they can't run him anymore. Wide receiver, I'm going to go Julian Edelman. Brady's back. I really don't need to say much more than that. Julian Edelman's going to get his 8, 9, 10 catches, and he'll find the end zone this week. And my tight end is... Greg Olson. I mean, what can you say about this guy? He's just he's just a beast. Playing Miami's defense, and you heard me earlier, I mean, play everything and anything against Miami's defense and play every defense against Miami. They are poop. Tommy? Oh, God. Everybody missed him tonight. I'm going with Tom Brady coming back. This guy is hungry. He is ready to tear the NFL apart, show them what they've been missing out for the past four weeks. He's going to have about 345 and 3 TDs. For my receiver, this guy is very, very overdue this year. Sterling Shepard has been overshining him. I think I think Odell Beckham actually breaks out for eight catches, 120 yards, and two touchdowns next week in a shootout versus Green Bay. My best running back, guy's hungry. He's coming back. Same reasons as Tom Brady. I'm going with Le'Veon Bell coming back this week versus New York Jets. They got a pretty good run defense, but I'm still giving them about 80, 90 yards on the ground, about 50 more receiving yards, and another TD. For the best TDE, I'm going another guy from the AFC North. I'm going to go with the tight end out of Baltimore. I'm going to go with Dennis Pitta. I think this is the week Joe Flacco finds him a lot and catches 
about six balls for 70 yards and another touchdown. All right, thanks for tuning in, listeners. This is the first episode of the Point After Show. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Point After Show. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Visit our website at thepointaftershow.com for weekly rankings, blogs, and other fantasy football information. And catch all new episodes of our podcast posted weekly on Tuesday.